Hello and welcome back to a new podcast episode and possibly a new series. Not sure if I'm going to change the title and stuff yet, but definitely a new setting. We are out in nature on a bench and I felt like this would be cool today to switch it up and just talk about life, talk about spirituality, talk about whatever comes through. Right? I don't really know what's going to come through, but I was listening to an Alan Watts lecture and the articulation of high-level ideas from Alan Watts to me is like a gold standard. Alan Watts is the gold standard for communication of awakening mystical states of consciousness and spirituality. Now, Everyone has their limits, and of course, Alan Watts has his limits. I have my limits. Everyone has limits. But I think Alan Watts is, is amazing to listen to, to time from time, to sort of reorient you and your mind, because there's nothing better. There's really nothing better. I mean, there's definitely people on that level. I would throw probably Ram Dass in there, and maybe some present, more modern teachers like Rupert Spira, Adashanti, Muji, um... But that's besides the point. So today, I wanted to share silence and why it's so important as a way of viewing the spiritual awakening process and the journey from unconscious living to basically Buddhahood. And the Buddha actually, underneath a tree in nature, sat in silence with the intention of understanding reality. And this is where enlightenment comes from. The traditional use of the term enlightenment comes from this moment of realization that the Buddha has under the I believe the Bodhisattva tree. I, th I think that's what it's called. I could be wrong. Someone can let me know in the comments. Um, but it was, a, it was a personal journey that the Buddha took. It was this inward path. And there's something Alan Watts said today in the lecture I was listening to that was so synchronistic, which is absolutely incredible. And I want to tell this story about my mom's biological mother lived through the the 60s and 70s and basically when Alan Watts was at his peak in the West in the United States touring and stuff like that so she actually told me a story of meeting him shaking his hand before a a, a lecture series which is absolutely incredible um, and then around that same time she got this book and it was this tiny little book that she gave to me from like the 70s and it's called Cloud Hidden Whereabouts Unknown by Alan Watts. It's the oldest book I've ever seen from Alan Watts ever. I don't think I've ever seen this online anywhere in any library, anything. I don't know how my grandma got this book. Probably because it, it was, you know, one of those you had to be there things. But this book... Basically, the essence of it and what Alan Watts referenced in the lecture today, which is why I thought it was synchronistic, is he brought up the book or he brought up the phrase that is the title of the book, Cloud Hidden 
whereabouts unknown. And that may seem like, okay, what does that mean? But if you think about the journey of awakening, cloud hidden whereabouts unknown talks about how your consciousness, as you start to awaken, you start to basically come out of this dream of the life you're living, your friends, your family, the social matrix you're a part of, right? Your life history, all of that stuff. When you start to awaken out of it, the feeling and the experience is like you are cloud hidden and your whereabouts are unknown. It's like the density that you used to call self as this little thing is now this expansive, you know, space. And, and it's this, this idea that you can't locate you or you can't locate an awake being even from a third person perspective because they're cloud hidden and their whereabouts are unknown. You can't find them because they're not there. There's no ego there. So this idea was, was just resonating with me so much today because I've, I really do feel like this is such a key to understand when it comes to awakening. Like this is one of those foundational pillars is, is understanding that. Okay. So apologies for that. The camera got too hot and shut off. But as I was saying, the key idea is that this spaciousness, this cloud hidden whereabouts unknown aspect of awakening is actually the dissolution of what you're existing as right now and what you have been existing as not actually but more like pretending to exist as you know your whole life and so the dissolution of that is this sort of idea of awakening being this process of evaporation into complete unification evaporation into complete spaciousness almost right it, it, it's like you can't be you can't be pinned to a wall because there's no you to pin you're so unified with what you are that there's no difference between you and a wall between you and the floor between you and the sky between you and a dog right it's just a seamless whole with, with no edges and um I really think that that to me is where that idea of, you know, cloud hidden whereabouts unknown resonates so much because a lot of the mystical experiences like that synchronicity exactly as I said that and those two butterflies flew into the camera. Oh my goodness. Those mystical experiences and awakenings that I've had are so divine and unifying and spacious in that way that you feel like, of course, this is me. What else would it be? What else would it be? The idea that it could have ever been something that was outside of you, that was other than you, was just that. It was an idea, but it was also, you know, years of cultural conditioning and emotional baggage and the whole web that's connected. But that's not the point. The point, I think, is that you don't get to 
keep your ego and have your cake too, so to speak, right? You don't get to keep all your judgments and all your fears. You don't even get to keep your fears, right? You don't get to keep all of this egoic stuff because it's exactly that stuff that's pinning you to this false mold of what you actually are, which is this spaciousness, which is this cloud-hidden whereabouts unknown, right? Just this field of awareness, this impersonal field of awareness that doesn't get upset and anxious and react and mad and, you know, angry at, at itself, basically. It just is what it is. And um, I think the journey is really a journey of sort of evaporating into that, right? Because you already are that, of course, in a, in a more meta perspective, but realistically, from where you're at right now watching this video, your, your, your perspective, your perspective, your perspective and your perception of it is that of evaporation, of dissolution. Um, and that, that's why those words are used is because that is the process. And I think that yeah, I don't know. I think that that's so key to understand. I think that that's so, you know, to bring it full circle, I think that that's really at the heart of it. I mean, I think that's really at the heart of it. I think what people struggle with the most um, when it comes to awakening and spirituality, if they're doing it sort of intentionally and consciously, of course, because it can happen randomly and spontaneously, but if they're doing it consciously, they're meditating, stuff like this, I think one of the biggest issues they have is that there's sort of this discrepancy where you don't know what you don't know, and so they don't understand that the actual mechanism and the release of the ego is, is such a meta sort of internal shift and move that it's so subtle that, you know, you just, you just don't realize that, that there's a move you have to make where you have to give up basically all the stuff you're holding on to, even your trauma. Like, you have to give up the idea of your trauma limiting you. You don't have to give up the idea completely or tell yourself and gaslight yourself that it didn't happen and it's not real. Um, but you know, keep your mind open because at some point you will realize that even the idea of trauma itself is just that it's an idea and the actual awareness, this field, this spaciousness, right? This cloud that you are, it, it it can't have trauma, right? There can be trauma that exists within it, so to speak, but it itself is not traumatized. And so that's an instant right here and now realization. You know, that's not, oh, I got to wait till I'm healed sort of thing. Um, that's, that's a very direct realization into what already is. And that's why it's a metaphysical truth is because it's already true. Um, it's just a matter of if you recognize that or not. And so, yeah, I think this is such a profound idea, cloud-hidden, whereabouts unknown. Um, and then I thank my grandma Peggy very much for giving me that book, inspiring this video. Um, if you're watching this, thank you very much. Um, and I'm just so grateful to be speaking about this today 
especially in this setting. I think it went well with the with the podcast uh, setup outside, and I'm excited to do more in the future. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you contemplate this topic of dissolving, of letting go of your egoic stuff so that you can dissolve into this thing that you already are. It's almost like you... you you, you already are it. You're just like, you're too stuck. It's like your hands are stuck in the machine too much that you can't just observe it. You're, you're like wrapped up in it. And so how do you get out of the, the, the machine? How do you get out of the, the dream? You let go. You just release. And really grace takes care of the rest. So let me know what you think in the comments below. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace. If you like this video and want to learn more, you can visit PursuitOfSpirit.com. Thank you.